Thank you to Manscaped for making this episode possible. Go to manscaped.com, put in code SFU, and get 20% off and worldwide free shipping. Thank you, Manscaped, and on with the show. Secret friends, unite! Welcome to the Secret Friends Unite podcast, episode 404. This is your guide to the geek side, and we are available on podcast services around the galaxy. You can get the Holocron Chronicles for Star Wars, the Code 47 for Star Trek. You can get all things video games with co-op mode and SFU Prime, which which you're listening and watching now um, on our network feeds for all of our podcasts. Go there, leave us a review, and we'd love to hear your thoughts on the show. When you're done listening, you should just watch our shows because they're even better when you can see our faces. Go to YouTube and go to Seek Friends Unite and see all of our wonderful videos there. Leave a comment and subscribe. After that wonderful pitch to all our content, I am one of your hosts, Todd Oxtra, joined by Charlie Carden. Todd, I don't know. It sounded a little pitchy. Uh, 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 man, I know. Oh, yes. Exactly. Thanks, folks. I'm here all week. Try the veal. Good, good Sunday afternoon, morning in the central time. No, we're recording midday. What's going on? How are we? Sun's out. Christmas is almost upon us, sort of. I'm feeling it. Ish. I'm feeling it. Look at I'm my background. It. I'm feeling it. I do. I was going to, I found my, I have a Christmas themed sweater and a couple Christmas themed t-shirts that are geek related that I will wear starting next week, I thought, because I thought, you know what, I have three and I'll pace them out between now and the holidays. So this week you get... Michigan, a real American state. <clears throat> one of 50 of them. One of 50 of them. <laughs> Not number all. one in your hearts. Collect them all. Yes. <laughs> Battery sold separately. Yes. Uh, we are joined by uh, a returning Secret Friends uh, member. That is Miss Kelly Gettner. How are you? Doing well. Thank you for having me back. I'm surprised you invited me back after the last time. Oh, after the, the main trap? After the man trap. <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. We enjoy it. That's okay. We that's we we we've had scarier things than a main trap on this show, that's for sure. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Challenge but, accepted. Oh man. Speaking of scary, uh cover, uh first of all, episode four oh four. Uh, episode not found, Todd. If you don't make that the title, I'll be very disappointed. Uh, but I'm sure you won't because you know I asked for people it. People will take that literally yeah. and will say, "Oh, there's no, there's no episode." <laughs> oh, you're right. Yes, that could be bad for our for our marketing. So, uh, yeah. Um, but Todd, uh, you know, we're continuing the tradition of uh, taking the last number uh, since we're over number four hundred. So we have issue four of Blue Bolt. Yes. Whoa. Yeah. Okay. You know, I'll give you a little bit of background. This was one of the original publishers at the time that DC, this was a contemporary to DC at the time. This was before uh, Marvel comics timely came out a little bit after this. Yep. Uh, So essentially you had a lot of creators who are world renowned actually created this book. They created characters, Joe Simon, Jack Kirby created Captain America. They did this before they did that. Um, so oh Blue my. Bolt is the name of the comic and a hero within the comic, but it also okay. uh, features many other characters, including Sub-Zero Man, which you see on the cover where he's about to stab a shark oh, with an icicle. Su- he's Sub-Zero Man. Correct. That's so funny what because... What does that shark do to him, though? Come well, he's got. On. looks like he's eating his hand. He does, yeah, he's, he's short a hand. And I will, te- I, will, I will tell you before you go on, when I looked... 
at the cap of this when you put this flow in our chat. All I saw was from basically his belt up. And it looks like there's something else swinging up into frame. So I'm like, blue bolts, dude. Of course, of course, Shirley. Yes. Uh, you also get these fantastic characters such as Sergeant Spook, Super Horse, Phantom Sub, Dick Cole, and Runaway Ronson. 100% reminds me of when they go to Itchy and Scratchy Land and uh, The Simpsons, and they have the the, the short-lived characters, uh, Disgruntled Goat, Adam Ant, and I, I forget. Todd, help me out. I, I can't remember any of the other ones. I don't remember. Yeah, the, but was it Adam Ant or no, Adam No, it's Cl- it was Ku Klux Klam. That was oh, <laughs> okay. That one's a little too a little too close. But yeah, um, yeah. is not to be confused with Comet the Super Horse. Exactly. Yeah, this Super is trademark boyfriend. Right. Exactly. Oh god. Well, yeah. Or or was it uh, Stripey the Super Cat? Yeah. There's lots of those, those <laughs> super animals, you know. Yes. Um, but this is the joy of being able to go back to early issues because then we can include anything across the spectrum. You know what? Blue Bolt, I don't know where you can read it, but you know what? It's a challenge. If anyone finds Blue Bolt and reads it, we'd love a review. It's probably like 500 pages for 10 cents. Probably. <laughs> 85 word balloons was, per page. It was more content than you could that you could shake a, shake a shark at. Shake a Blue Bolt. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god that's but crazy don't shake your blue bolt in public no no yeah exactly yeah get arrested for that right that is yeah they put people in jail for that it's bad scene <laughs> speaking of people that we want to keep out of jail uh that would be our number one news correspondent she's a randy gal at age 122 but she's down at the corner of hollywood and vine somehow still using that flip phone to surf the internet to get us all the top scoops i'm talking about madam webb with our rumors and news so let's <laughs> Go for it. Now it's time for Madam Webb's rumors and news. Take it away, boys. Thank you, Madam Webb. Speaking of jail, I believe after your uh, five-year stint in Old Lady Penitentiary number 22 in Schenectady, New York, um, you you turned a page. Uh, I believe that um, Shawshank Redemption actually is based on Madam Web. Um, but it was really more about more shanking than feel good, like re- uh, making people feel happy and, and 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 celebrating prisoners who were done wrong. It was really Madam Web just shanking people in, in jail. So that's how she became that's, that's the, the top bird the, in the jail. That's the that's the shank of the Shawshank. Stab, stab. Absolutely. Oh, my goodness. Holy cow, Todd. Well, we're, we're, we are, I was trying to say in the in-between part, we're either trailer park or trailer trash or somewhere. Probably trailer park. A little bit more wholesome for the holidays. Trailer park is because we have five friggin' trailers. Oh, my God. And you dropped this first one a couple of days ago, and I'm like, that looks nuts, but I just I, I just never got around to watching it. But It looks ridiculous. I know. <laughs> and, this was, and, and it bore that great and. I think what's the new catchphrase that you can apply to anything inspired by true events, Correct. which doesn't in any way, shape or form mean that it has anything to do with what something that actually happened. Yes. It's inspired by true events. So let's talk um, about what I'm this trailer sure is first though. Florida. Yeah. So let's oh, talk okay. about sure where this trailer is. It's called cocaine bear. It truly is inspired by true events back in 1985 okay. in um, Kentucky. So this is where it takes place. This story is crazy. I looked up a lot 
of things about this story just because it's kind of crazy because of all the people involved. And the fact is you can visit the cocaine bear in Kentucky at the Kentucky Fun Mall. I put what? a trailer up there. It's fantastic. <laughs> Waylon Jennings apparently bought the cocaine bear, st- the stuffed cocaine bear, and it eventually landed at this mall. So, oh, so it is, so it is dead. I didn't catch. Oh that yes, it's part. dead. It's this happened. <laughs> this all happened in like the early eighties, like eighty five. So okay. mid eighties. I, mean, I, I, yeah. I don't. I don't know how long bears live. They could be, you know, like there could be old grandma. There could be an old bear's home. I don't know. No, I, I don't think they let the cocaine bear live. <laughs> lived after those <laughs> antics. Um, yeah, I didn't tell them to bear jail. You'll you can rehab you. You get you on a nice uh, rehab program. Get the cocaine outer system but going on to this this is essentially inspired by true events like charlie said uh a a crap ton of cocaine uh was essentially dropped over kentucky out of an airplane uh something went wrong for that to even happen and this bear discovered it and decided it was worth to eat because cocaine Mm, smells good i don't know bears aren't the smartest animals (laughs) in the world smells like chicken and uh (laughs) I don't know, because it sounds like the bear had fun. Well, apparently this is yeah. Georgia, but Kentucky is actually where the cocaine bear is. So it's it's in the south. Um, and it's a spe- essentially just a, a tale about this bear going on a rampage and all of the crazy things that ensued. And they de- sent, decided to do more of a like tongue-in-cheek jokey version, which I think is great. Elizabeth Banks directs this. The cast, right. the oh, cast okay. is fantastic. This is Ray Liotta's last film. I mean, we've got Carrie oh, Russell, yeah. Eldon Aldenreich, O'Shea Jackson Jr., Kristen Convey, Jesse Tyler Ferguson from Middle Modern Family, Brooklyn Prince, Isaiah Whitlock Jr., uh, and a lot of other people I have not heard of. Was that it? Was that Margot Martindale? Was the sheriff the the lady? Yes, sheriff? it was. It, it, it like okay, gotcha. Absolutely yeah, was. Yeah, that, so. yeah, um, yeah. This is going to be great. And, and Elizabeth Banks has actually directed quite a few things, including Charlie's Angels, yeah. uh, per, Pitch Perfect Two. Yeah, all those and uh, yeah. the funny part is the screenplay is written by the babysitter killer queen, and. <laughs> Produced by <laughs> Phil Lord and Christopher Miller from the Lego movies and Spider-Verse into the oh, Spider-Verse. Yeah. I, I, well, it was funny because we were just talking about all not, uh, Aaron Reich in, in the run-up because he was the younger Han Solo in the Solo movie, which was originally directed by Lord Miller before they got shit-canned by Kennedy. Apparently Kennedy liked a lot better than uh, hanging out with uh, Ron Howard. Ron Howard's not making I a guess. cocaine bear. Come on. Oh, my God. Yeah. You know, this is going to turn into the Todd versus Ron Howard show because he's really down on Ron Howard. He's perfectly fine. He just doesn't make really good genre films. I think he peaked the splash. Right. Well, I mean, Apollo. Well, didn't he do Apollo thirteen? That's, that's not a genre. No, that's genre mill. That's that's like I said. That's not a genre film. That oh. is essentially like almost like a biopic. Well, no, that's yeah. what I, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, he's he's directed. He a biopic. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, you're right. Outside of genre films, yeah, he peaked because what else? Well, he did Willow. You know, Todd, I, I you and like that, Willow, don't you? Well, I liked Willow despite the fact that it was not a very good film. <laughs> Despite the fact, <laughs> in spite of my Correct. my spite love, yeah. oh my god! It's a perfectly capable director when you give him something that doesn't require a lot of imagination or really crazy shots. Um, oh, he does geez. very good. No, he does. He Charlie. He is a journeyman filmmaker. He is never like the best director of all time. Maybe he won best director oh once, god. but yeah, no one comes back. Like my favorite directors of all time are Ron Howard because of Backdraft or whatever. <laughs> I just feel like this is going to somehow come back on us. Like, yes, Ron Howard. Come at Ron me. Howard. 
Come at me. Yes, at at T X on Twitter, Ron Howard. Do it. Defend your honor, Ron Howard. Come on the podcast. Let's go. Uh, I can't wait. I can't wait. I want to see it. I yes. would Just love to watch. Like that. you, like how you take on Mark Bagley. That that nothing ever came out of. That I have day, some but. rivals, and um, they don't even know it. <laughs> Maybe they should. <laughs> oh my God. This is not. So, this actually, you know, you know what bumps me out about this is that it comes out on Feb 24, which is the day after my birthday. We will be at sea. That's April and I are going on that Star Trek cruise. So, I will not be able to see this when it comes Ooh. out, which really bumps me out. Okay. Yeah. But on the plus side, you'll be on a Star Trek. Right, yes. with 20 different Star Trek stars. So just, that will be nice. Just postpone your trip for this. Just postpone the trip for this. This is really obviously gotcha. your priorities lie somewhere else. So Got to. Got to. Yep. Oh, my God. It was fantastic. Fantastic. Yeah, so I'll take the next one. Um, this is going to be one where Todd is going to be split in half because of his brain and his heart. That um, we've oh. got a new Transformers movie. Uh, this is post the Michael Bay era. This is essentially <laughs> looks to be more in line with, uh, and I'm not sure if it's even confirmed if this is really like a Bumblebee sequel or not, oh, okay. or where it lays. I don't know the Transformers continuity these days. I don't know, but Michael Bay is not directing well, the, this one. Thank God. The the Bumblebee was was set in the eighties, so Correct. this could, and this appears to be a little bit more modern times. It does, yeah. So it, it could be. And Bumblebee wasn't he a bug in that car? But in this, he's a Camaro or something. Or did that happen to that movie? Yeah, he was a now. bug in in Bumblebee, and they yeah. So I I really don't know what's canon, what's not. I really don't care. I just want it to be good. But this is Transformers: Rise of the Beasts. Essentially, it does say that yeah. Transformers are well known to the populace of Earth. So yes, this would mean mean it's basically in modern times. Um, but okay. essentially. Actually, find out there are Transformers on Earth, at least one, which would be Optimus Primal, who is a beast. And that was part of one of my favorite lines of Transformers was the Beast Wars. I used to watch this in college. Okay. Every day after college, I'd record it because I'm like, this is kind of cool. It's CGI in the 90s. And yeah. Transformers actually telling oh, a cohesive storyline versus, you know, the crap we got when we were in the 80s. Um, right. So DIC, Sunbow. Yeah. Literally just to sell toys. Yeah. Yeah. And, and G.I. Joe was no better. Like I said, Todd, we I've gone back and and watched the, the you know, 80s G.I. Joe cartoon just in the last few years. And not only does the animation not hold up, but the storylines are kind of like, eh? <laughs> yeah, OK, We're, it works when you're, you know, when you're eight, when you're nine, you know, but as an adult, you're like, hmm, OK, yes, the most co- the most colorful village people looking military unit you'll ever see G.I. Joe as much as I love them. <laughs> yeah. So this is pretty cool because. Uh, uh, Peter Cullen's coming back once again for Optimus Prime, which is like that man probably should get some AI voice recording done because he's old. Uh, oh, it's like, uh, like James Earl uh, Jones. But Optimus Prime hung up his played by, by Ron Perlman, which is great. I love Ron Perlman. He's awesome. Oh, nice. Yes. Um, yeah, and this is directed by um, Stephen Capel Jr. I uh, don't know what else he has done, uh, but this this hopefully will be good. Um and everything I've seen from design elements, like RC, the female, one of the female terms, she actually looks like she should look versus like having like daggers, right. and weird things bolted on their faces, right. which make them look dumb. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That was, and so what was the name of that character again? Cause she was from the 86 Transformers movie. RC. RC. Okay. Gotcha. So, and wasn't it, what wasn't, was it, who was the, the male counterpart to her in the movie? Was it Rodimus Prime? Uh, well, was the well Hot Rod like, was became Rod of Hot Rod. Yeah, yeah. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. You got there the, you go. The okay. mantle of but that's not part of this. Yes. yes. And they ha- and they have 
you know, Optimus Prime himself because you see him transformed and he looks, you know, like that G1 toy. And even transformed, he he looks like the G1 toy, which is great because, yeah, the Bayformers movies, it was like, how pointed can we make the metal look? And how can we build the bed? And how could, what, what kind of, uh, you know, offensive racial stereotypes can we squeeze into this movie? I mean, that was the trans. Uh, I never also, made it past the first one. How hot is Megan Fox? And. Right. She set the screen on fire. There was oh no sexy God. lady shown in this. All we saw was like a guy. Um, so yeah, that's probably a good thing. You know, you, you don't want it right. to be like, we're just leering at Megan Fox because Michael Bay. Right. I really thought it was like, that's how you yeah. get people in the seats. Yes. Also, but the behind but the it, scenes of oh, big how time. Michael Bay was towards Megan Fox, like, ugh. Yeah, it really reminds me of, you know, people go to war. Todd Todd hates Ron Howard. I hate Jim Cameron and Avatar. And I've always oh, heard, I just listened to a podcast this week about the making of The Abyss and the absolutely horrendous ways that he treated that and people who almost drowned and died. And, you know, one of the acts, I think, I think Ed Harris punched him in the face at one point because what? he's such an asshole. I mean, yeah. Yeah. So we'll see how this goes. Um, yeah. Everybody knows Jim Cameron's a big jerk. I don't think that's a thing that's like, I. but you know what? We've always said, you know, yeah. we don't see his films because of the director. You see it typically because of what's on the screen and people like it. So right. Michael Bay's the same way. He seems to be kind of a weird guy, but his right. films make a ton of money, but they're not good generically. I mean, I don't know. They're popcorn. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah big time. Yeah, so this will be, this, this, this is pretty. Yeah, exactly. Cool guys walk away from explosions. So I assume, and I, I don't remember from the tag at the end, is this is a, this is a summertime film. I assume. I think we talked about we talked about the landscape for next summer being this plus the two of the other trailers we're going to talk about uh, for you know kind of what, what's going to be the hotness next summer. So um, yeah, th- this will put butts in seats without Megan Fox's butt. I assume yeah. she's not going <laughs> to not going to come back. Yeah, I mean the Transformers were for me famous for like they they spiked and were the hugest thing in the world, and like that last Transformers movie before Bumblebee and they just crashed. Was crashed, and Bumblebee did yeah. okay, yeah. didn't set the world on fire. So I was worried about yeah. like we go back to the yeah, franchise. Uh, but it was a fun film, yeah, and so absolutely. maybe this will kind of continue that trend. So that's cool. All right. Well, moving on. Um, this is this is the thing I have feared since they talked about it. Indiana Jones number five. So there was a uh, there was a big expo in was it Singapore the C- CPX or whatever it was that's South what America Brazil I believe South America okay um, and I don't remember that. but yeah they, they did uh, Disney did present this trailer uh, Indiana Jones five is going to be the dial of destiny we found out a couple of weeks ago the setting is 1969 summertime during the moon landing, which would be June. Uh, it looks like New York City is a setting, but Indy is reconnecting with Nazis who are in exile in Argentina. Um, and he's, you know, going after this MacGuffin, which is called the Dial of Destiny. They show it a couple of different times. Um, we get an opening sequence, which we knew uh, was going to have a D.H. Harrison Ford that is set during World War II. Uh, if you remember from the last Indiana Jones movie, Indy did talk about the fact that he was in OSS during World War II. Colonel Jones was his rank, so he was quite high ranking and did a bunch of missions. And this was obviously one of them. Um, and then we flash forward to present day where he's in her spirit looking looking his normal age. Uh, and Todd, you and I talked about this in a previous episode. We all know Harrison Ford is 80, 81. Indiana Jones, always easy to keep track of his age because the character was born in 1899. So whatever year it is, you just add one. So he's 70 in this movie. So doesn't look like they did any 10 years of de-aging on him, but that's fine. 
Um, but yeah, we're introduced to some of the other cast members, uh, Phoebe Waller-Bridge, who is going to be his goddaughter, uh, and he's, he says so on screen. Um, we see John Rhys-Davies back as Sala, who also looks super old, which is good, um, yeah. because they should. They shouldn't be just de-aging everybody throughout the whole movie. Right. Um, this trailer has definitely turned me around about this film. I was terrified that it was going to be like, oh, God, old man Indiana Jones, but they're staying faithful to the fact that he's an older dude. Um, but he's still punching Nazis. So I, so you know, since I was five years old and didn't know what a Nazi was, seeing Harrison Ford beat the shit out of him on screen in my favorite movie of all time, Raiders of the Lost Ark, will always make me happy. So I'm anticipating I'm going to love this film, even though not directed by Spielberg, directed by James Mangold, who gave us more than one of the Wolverine movies. Did, did he do Logan and did he also do one of the other ones, Todd? Uh, I Good question. I think he. Didn't he I don't do think the he did the Wolverine. Wolverine? He did the Wolverine. Okay. Yeah. But he definitely did Logan, which is universally genre wide. Yeah. Logan Fantastic film. Good. Everybody loves it. So yeah, I have. I've. I've. I've I was gonna say I pulled a three sixty on this. No, I haven't turned all the way around. I pulled a one eighty on this. I'm excited for it now. This comes out uh, at the end of June, so six, a little over six months from now. So. I'm fired up. Yeah, Kelly. Looks good to me. Kelly, we've heard Charlie talk about Indiana Jones a billion times. What's your take on Indiana Jones? <laughs> billion times. Um, so I love the original movies. Uh, I refuse to acknowledge Kingdom of the Crystal Skull like most people. Understood. <laughs> yeah. And with this one, I was kind of like, do we really need another one? But seeing the trailer, I'm excited. Totally. I'm like, yeah, we, we do. We do. But what? <laughs> Let's give Harrison Ford one last outing as Indiana Jones to end it right. Right. Because I'm pretty sure he's not going to do another Indiana Jones. Movie. I think he's come right out and said, even though we now know that Disney's like, and now we're going to do a Indiana Jones show, but it's not going to be him. Or it's not going to be him in some major capacity. I'm guessing he's passing the torch to his goddaughter, right. goddaughter which... If Would she, make sense. Yeah. They're not bringing back Shia LaBeouf, that's for sure, who was his son in the last movie. Um, because, yeah, talk about a toxic Hollywood personality. Yikes. Oh, uh, touch him with a, don't want to touch him with a 10-meter cattle prod. Forget about that. No. <laughs> yeah. No. It's going to be interesting because does Indiana Jones work in, like, 1975? Does Indiana Jones, like, th does that premise work versus, like... I'm so curious. Yeah, because if, if it's passed yeah. along here, we're going to get stuff in the 70s and 80s, and it's hard to find, like, undiscovered things in more modern times, and that's kind of what Ian Joe's about, about this. This is more of, like... Right. Um, so, apparently, the reason why Nazis are involved, because Nazis, apparently, like, old ex-German scientists were brought into the U.S. space program. So that's kind of right. how Nazis are getting involved, and obviously, we know Nazis were kind of dispersed. They traveled. So this may be their thought of, like... There's a movie called Iron Sky, which was pointed out to Charlie, which I think I bought out before. But basically, it's the Nazis go out to yeah, space yeah, yeah. and put a basically go to the moon and make basically a base, and then they they create a, a force that's going to take over the world. I don't think they're going to go that way, but you know, it's the Nazis. Space force. If the Nazis could do anything <laughs> if they wanted to, I guess. Right. So I thought that movie was. I'm confusing it with the other one. Was was Nazis frozen in ice and they come back? Oh, and they're that's zombies, yeah. So. That's another one. Uh, that's blood. That, that, <laughs> I mean, that's a different final frontier. The you know the Nazis. frozen wasteland and so yeah right. uh nazis in space so yeah i mean and that's funny because nazis in the science program is a parallel to speaking to disney of the, the hydra and shield and captain america yes, and the winter soldier which is you know my, in in my top three of mcu films you know what i mean so yeah i i'm glad to see they're doing something but yeah tied you're right it's you know how much more can we dig and 
and maybe this is like, okay, well, 1969 is the end of the threshold. What's a show going to look like? I mean, is it going to be a prequel? Is it going to go forward and be about Phoebe Waller-Bridge? I don't know. I don't know. Will that, will that be, will this be the success and that will be a mistake? Who knows? Yeah. Well, we'll have to see because how much more story can they tell and how much more can they date? Right. Yeah. Gotcha. And maybe Ann Jones is good at digging. Yeah. It's it's funny because we had that big gap where Lucas wasn't doing anything. Like, it's like he decided, like, I've got more money than I want. I don't want to work. And then it's like, well. Well, he was, I I know ostensibly he was, you know, he was raising his kids or whatever. And that was his deal, which is awesome. You know, everybody should be able to do that. But, you know. But yeah, then he came back and we got the prequels. Well, we got we got the, this Crystal Skull. So essentially, it's like he lost yeah, right. he lost the ability to understand what is good cinema right. cinema at that point. So right. yeah. he he just turned into I think it's good, so that means it is good because um, I'm a millionaire. Yeah. I would argue that he lost some of the people who helped doctor his script. You think? Like it's like it's you mean like his ex wife who was his, his ex wife basically told him ex wife and Carrie Fisher. Yep. So yeah. Like, oh yeah. You know, George, you can't do that crap because it's not very good you're fired he fired his wife by divorcing her (laughs) yeah he was like i don't have to listen to anybody i'm george fucking lucas (laughs) yeah and it didn't work out that well for him no yeah that's okay oh boy well it's okay you know what he's got his four billion dollars from disney so i'm sure he's not really concerned what we think no i don't think i was a hazard to guess it it is funny because i haven't heard anything about lucas really be heavily heavily involved in this either like so that's interesting because that's this is his baby yeah Right. Yeah. He and Spielberg, uh, the, the, the story very famously is that George was was all stressed out in 77 in, in May when Star Wars was about to come out. So he and Lucas, who's like his BFF, were like, dude, I can't be in L.A. for this movie coming. I'm freaking out. So they took a little dude's holiday to Hawaii, hung out on the beach. Awesome. And, and then they they broke the story concept for Indiana Jones in 1977. Okay. So which is awesome. So, yeah. Yeah. Interesting. You know cooperation doing a project together which is pretty cool so um right yeah, i wish he'd have had other people that kind of like had tempered his you know lucas you know did great as a conceptual artist and designer created ilm yes. great you know just a mindset of what he could come up with and vision scope exactly, yeah, exactly but the executional piece of the direction things right. like that um and actually scripting not as strong too right there's not one. There's not one mastermind who is the the jack of all trades. It's sort of the you know yeah I can't get a touch of this and I have this great idea for how a ship looks and how it flies and he created the motion control camera with ILM. But yeah, when you look at I don't like sand because it's sandy line from episode two, you know that maybe that's just not that's that's just not really where he's at creatively no. being a, being a screen yeah doing scripting yep absolutely oh well uh next trailer that got dropped from the same uh comic uh con in south america was we've got guardians of the galaxy volume three and this trailer was awesome definitely more darker yes. than we've truly gotten and we've got for sure oh my goodness um the song right, apparently because of the zune being introduced we're now in the 90s in the music regarding right? the yep. galaxy Space Hog, which I know that was a particular favorite of our our third founding secret friend, uh, John Sear, who was one of our best buddies. He loved, he loved that song, Space Oh, Space Hog! He was excited about that in our group chat, I know. Good song. <laughs> and also, oh crap, someone's going to die. Yeah, Both yeah. There someone's were- are going to die. Like, there was a lot of there was a lot of bad, yeah, bad, bad juju and shading around this. So, Todd, I think 
people are talking about, well, I think what people are talking about the most and, and it's spun off from the Guardian's holiday special is Swole Groot. Am I right or am I wrong? Right. Well, he's so he's so wide. And, and he looks like Vin Diesel. <laughs> <laughs> Did you know that Vin, Vin Diesel mo-capped him? That's why. <laughs> he a big suit. He's, he's taking space one quarter light year at a time. That's right. Yeah. And, <laughs> Fast 10 your so, seatbelt. So this is Groot in only the fact that this is a part of Groot that was grown up to make right. a new Groot. So this, we're not going to get the same Groot ever again, I don't think. It's going to be right. Groot's right. going to come back right. in a different format. And this is like Groot, right. I'm 20 in my 20s, I'm working out, having a good time. Uh, we saw the weird, odd tween years, which were kind of gross. I, I didn't like it. The twig. I didn't like yeah. the, the, the teen version. So I'm fine with it. I mean, it's Groot being Groot. I mean, right. we'll probably get old man Groot. I don't know the Groot we first saw. <laughs> I don't know how old that Groot was. Maybe he's mature. He gets leaner, taller. I don't know. Right. I think old man Groot, Todd, I got a better name for him. He'll, he's going to be Firewood Groot because he's going to chop him up, put him in the fireplace. No. No, <laughs> no, no. I know. That would be sad. No. Now, here's a, here's a Groot question, which is probably easily answered, because in the first movie, they took a twig, and they had to plant it in a pot, and that's the only way a Groot, like, becomes sentient, because otherwise it's just twigs laying around, right? Because remember, it, th- that's how they survived the crash and everything in Guardians 1, is Groot grew around him, he turned into a ball, but it, it killed him. But they saved a, a sproutling and they planted it, and that's what did the Jackson. Yeah, that's fiber. essentially yeah. that's like horticulture one hundred and one. You get a graft from a tree and make another tree. <laughs> you better, yeah, you better believe yeah. it. Make it make another living tree that can only say "I am Groot." Exactly. So, um, but, but it's a language. But yeah, I mean, this is this is the end of the Guardians of the Galaxy as we know it in this version. Doesn't mean everybody's going to die. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just James James Gunn is done, and something there will be these characters will be involved in something, but it will not be Guardians of the Galaxy again, which is cool right. that we're getting kind of a self contained. Totally group that something um, can end this, yeah. this is one of the few that actually got a third movie um ant-man's right. getting a third captain america got a third iron man got a third so and a thor got a fourth actually so um okay i'm gonna be a little salty here captain america didn't actually get a third it was avengers, avengers. 2-5 exactly i totally yeah. agree i'm yeah. super salty captain america got yeah we we definitely at the time talked about and todd you in particular were like you know why did they just they they this was, you know, five pounds. This was 10 pounds of shit in a five pound bag. It was way too much. Now, I enjoyed that movie, sure. but yeah, you're right. It turned into Springboard Central for like, and here's, and here's Tom Holland as Spider Man. And here's, da, 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 da. it was way, yeah, it was I way too much. I wanted more on. Captain America Absolutely. stories. Yeah. I loved okay. it with as much as I loved the Winter Soldier, absolutely, because that that was my favorite until until Endgame came along. That was my number one yeah, yeah. MCU film for sure. But anyway, yeah. that's my little side. No, that's okay. Okay, go you, ahead. No, I, Your salt is acknowledged. Now, acknowledged salt. So there may be a death, and we don't know who it is. This movie is obviously going to be the emotional depths of rocket we're seeing this is going to be rocket story i think this is going to be on that we already had peter's arc we already had uh you know there's going to be a part probably to get gamora back but i think this truly is going to be rocket story i've heard rumors that drax this might be his end of story because thanos is dead and he essentially has kind of tied himself out and he he you know thanos is dead so essentially redeemed so i think it could be his his end of story but I could be wrong. I don't think Dave Batista yeah. wants to wear all that makeup anymore either. 
I don't yeah, right. And, and walk around, even though walk around shirtless is definitely a stock and trade, but yeah, not with all the makeup. So this is cool. And so it was funny, April and I were talking when this trailer dropped, and then I was talking with you and John about the layout of, of the summer. This is the first, looks like it's because this came out, comes out May 4 or 5. Yeah. So this is going to, this is going to be kicking off the summer. Mm -hmm. This is going right. to be your, your post Memorial Day. You know, they're going to have that run of, of, well, almost two months. Pre Memorial just Day. Just thinking about Disney. Oh, you're right, because it's at the, yeah. It's this at is the, Doctor yeah. Oh, Strange. Sorry. This is essentially doing Doctor Strange again. Right. So th this is because the, the summer now begins in May, the summer movie season. Um, so, yeah, this will have the whole run of, of May and almost all of June before it has competition, at least from Indiana Jones. Uh, I don't know. When, when does the Transformers come out in, like, Fast and uh, I don't That's, you know, that's I don't a know. July film, I believe. Okay, so that's even later still. So, so this has yeah. If this gets good legs, it could make enough of a dent that it could outperform Indiana Jones. And so, our, I think our movie wager is going to be a lot more interesting this summer as opposed to how we all got clobbered by the fact that Top Gun was one of the biggest hits in you know twenty years. So yeah. we were all just like, oh, it's not going to you know, it's dumb. Tom Cruise, burr, 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 you know. But yeah, <laughs> is that what they say? <laughs> dumb, cru dumb Tom Cruise, bum 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 bum. That's what I say. Okay. <laughs> Tom Cruise underestimated the people's nostalgia. Yeah, yeah. Which you know, and it was one in a Googleplex because a lot of these, like, oh, it's a sequel thirty years after the fact, just absolutely flop. Where this thing, yeah. you know, made a billion dollars because everybody was like, "Whoa, America, jet planes!" Mm. You know, everybody really yeah. dug on it. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm sure America. America. I'm, sure, I'm sure an Iron Eagle uh, sequel is not coming out. Yes, it's yeah, a deep cut, I, 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 for folks that I doubt know, it. Louis Gossett Jr. I, and that kid who stole an F sixteen. Oh yes, yeah, and and they were like, "Kid, we like we, we like the cut of your jib. You're in the Air Force now." Isn't that basically what happened it in the movie? So dumb. Yeah, F sorry, F fifteen, not an F sixteen. F fifteen is the right. Eagle. Okay, uh, sixteen is the Falcon. Sorry, the My Air Force card was almost yanked from me. Ouch! No kidding. Uh, well, Todd, this last one because it's a video game. Uh, I think that you should take this one as well, because I, even though I'm very enthusiastic about it, because it straddles the the video game world with something that I really enjoy. That I'm going to talk about the geek easy. So yeah, go for it. Yeah. So The Last of Us uh, is a video game series on PlayStation. There are two games, uh, one and two. Um, we are getting an adaptation of that uh, on HBO Max uh, with the creator director of Chernobyl. Which obviously at that point, HBO Max plus Chernobyl means this is not going to be a CW-esque show. This is not going to be a, yes. uh, a, a done on the cheap uh, or not done well with care. Uh, and this is essentially a end of the world type of plague. Essentially, this, this fungus uh, takes over people and turns them into monsters. They, I mean, they basically become the infected. They're, there's a name for them, the clickers, where they make this weird clicking sound. It's very crazy. <laughs> not that, not not what old people call the TV no, remote. No. Right, give me the clicker. Because they use sound. They use sound to track people. They don't use visual. They don't use sight. So they use sound to like kind of uh, track where people are. So it's it's kind of the flip of like the the quiet place where those monsters and that are are just they're all it's all auditory. Yes, so. yes. Yep. Um, yep. And so this this will take. Uh, it looks like they're going to cover the first season, first game. Uh, they'll be interesting to see how much they cover it because there's been two games, but if they're going to have a long running series, they've got to figure a way to stretch it and make it work. Or they're going to have to they're going to have to George R R Martin yep, and start exactly. making shit up. Yeah. So this is going to have a great cast. So we've got Pedro Pascal as Joel, um, and then Ooh. we've got Bella Ramsey who is also in Game of Thrones with Pedro as um, the young uh, Lord uh, or Lordess. 
what's what's the appropriate term for lady lady and lord of game of thrones you remember her that she was she was the young one who was kind of uh isn't it just lady lady probably lord lady <laughs> did you try to make it lady s lady s lord s lord s no you're thinking of no uh, uh lord is with, lady lord did that song no. royals that's what you're no. that's where you're mixing uh, up it's not her but the rest of the cast is uh lamar johnson merle dandridge mary bartlett uh anna torv who's really good bill offer uh nick offerman uh oh, gabriel yeah. luna uh not diego luna sorry uh and then uh yeah. storm reed as riley uh so this is going to be pretty cool this is essentially a storyline about joel having to protect ellie that is the whole premise he has yeah. to get her to a place um you'll find out why during the they actually kind of touched on in the trailer actually a little bit why she's important uh but it's a great story joel is kind of a broken man and mm-hmm. this is the story of the game is really his ability to open up and feel again after losing so much because of the cuts so and charlie you played a little bit but basically they're going to probably replicate the opening of that game which to me april April did so i watched her do it so yeah but would you so i'm sorry and what is the character's name again uh joel uh and ellie are the two characters okay so how would you compare contrast joel to like a rick grimes is it's the same kind of thing he's man on a mission you know, kind of, he starts out one way, but then, I mean, look at Rick Grimes' transformation, like, I'm a good guy sheriff, and at the end, he's biting guys' throat right. out if he's, you know, who's going to kill his son. Uh, no, Joel is essentially a good guy before everything goes down, and actually, he becomes okay. a very bad guy. Um, and so, oh, this, so okay. essentially, he is not, like, heroic at all. He, that's why that's, oh. his, his, his reason to do what he's doing and to protect Ellie is not is it's selfish and it's not to just be a nice guy so that's where it's it's totally opposite so this is more of a redemption tale for him than uh he's continuing to be a a heroic character and he wasn't wasn't a superhero or anything he just is a guy right so he's a little bit more like like negan is in the walking dead because if you follow that show through the end he was he was the big bad he was taken down and then the last half of the show you well the last quarter of the show you watch him evolve into someone who's on the side of right and trying to do right and redeem himself so that that sounds kind of well simple. joel's not creating a complex um, and creating people that do horrible things joel's just a loner who essentially just yeah, right. to oh, okay. yeah, he's a very like, he's a selfish right. loner uh goes from there so um uh, kelly you're I, I feel like you're familiar with this franchise yes a little bit so i haven't played it but i am familiar a little bit with the franchise because obviously it's everywhere <laughs> right and the trailer looks amazing i would say joel is almost more like wolverine before he finds the x-men oh okay or like wolverine and logan yeah where where he's just kind of at the end of it like i've done so many bad things and there's nothing yeah, left for yeah. me and then this thing comes along he's like no you know what i'm gonna do this thing i'm gonna do right yeah. And okay, all right. You know what? I even just from watching the trailer, and this is only this is on in mid January. Yeah, mid January like coming up soon. Six, six weeks away. So yeah, I'm excited by this. You know, and I said to April, I said, "Are you going to go back and play the game?" And maybe I'll try the game out. So you know, I, I always teeter on the brink with game stuff. You know what I mean? I love my Lego games, but then with other stuff, I'm like, eh, it just it just doesn't grab me. So who knows? And it's a one player game, so it's not like April and I can sit down and play it together but yeah maybe right. i give it a crack yeah but I, I yeah i think this looks amazing this is i assume a, a you know a 10 episode deal just like most everything is these days yeah i mean because most Something video like games i mean i think the first game was about 20 hours of content and it okay. wasn't just shooting oh, and yeah. stuff it had lots of dialogue right lots of storytelling so i could see how they could easily make that into a season that's 10 hours right 10, that's 10 episodes long 
Yeah, gotcha. Ten hours or ten, ten hours to capture a twenty-hour game. So yeah, cutting cutting out the fat. So well, cool. Yeah, boy, what a what a crazy uh, what a crazy news segment we had. Just all trailers. I think it's been a while uh, since we've had that. So, uh, but anyway, before we move on, uh, gotta give we got gotta keep pay to keep the lights on. Um, Want to talk to you again about Manscaped support for our great show, Super Pens Unite, is brought to you by the good folks at Manscaped, the best in men's below-the-waist grooming. Their products, precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. Manscaped's performance package, the ultimate men's hygiene bundle. Join over 6 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped with this exclusive offer for you. 20% off and free worldwide shipping with the code SFU at manscaped.com. Todd, again, I've crunched the numbers. Feeling pretty confident. That is 12 million and six, because it's you, me, and Mark. 12 million and six balls. 12 million and six balls. That's a lot. It's a lot of, of trustworthy ball grooming. Uh, that can be all that can all be yours over at manscaped.com with the code SFU for free shipping and 20% off. Todd, you use this every week to take care of that, uh, take care of that dome. Yeah, of yours. so it kind of is ball shaped, so it's 12, 12 million and seven. Um, yeah, I use my, I, I, I use the lawnmower to shave my head, uh, typically one to two times a week. So, uh, keep it nice gotcha. and, uh, and look at that beautifully shaved head. I know it's, a little, know. it's, it's, it's you it's, can it's, see the, the, the shine off my forehead. He's got a chance. He's like Mr. Clean. It's beautiful. No, it's a great, it's a great product. And again, your kit comes with uh, not only that, but a great uh, nose ear trimmer, uh, the weed whacker. Was that the weed whacker? I'm, the, I'm the, weed, the lawnmower because it's bigger. Charlie does you know more more, yeah, more real estate. The, the weed whackers for gotcha. the little, little spot. Yeah. Right. And just yeah, it's just very it's it, it's very pain free. Just right, you know, because nose hairs are the bane of of any any guy or really anyone, but I told you a couple months ago, I worked at a toy show and saw a dude I hadn't seen in a while. And while I was talking to him, I was close enough to him that I could see out of one nostril that it looked like there was hand sticking out. So if I would have had that thing in my pocket, I would have been hold still. It'd be like smacking the fly off. Somebody would be like, <laughs> and just, <laughs> but it's really, it's, it's that effortless to really do it. It is. And just remember folks, it's getting to be gift giving seasons. It's a perfect gift for someone or for yourself. You can gift yourself, use the code, obviously save some money. Yeah. It's perfect. And remember Santa balls is checking his list and making sure you're grooming twice. <laughs> Can't make that up. One more time, manscaped.com 20% off for the code SFU. And with that Todd, it is time for us to uh, say goodbye to Madam Webb. It's time to hail an Uber. Uh, over to our favorite geek establishment down in Scuzzyville, down in Skugtown. We're talking about the Geek Easy. Let's go. Talk nerdy to me. Talk nerdy to me. We're sitting in the Geek Easy. Cover band's playing. Drinks are poured, and we are ready to get our nerd on. So, Kelly, um, you've been watching Wednesday? Yes, I um, started watching it like three days ago and binged the whole series. So I love the Adams family. I wasn't sure when they started talking about the Wednesday series. I was like, do we really need more Adams family content? Because I feel like the 90s movies were just perfect. Right. Like, that's, that's my Adams family. But yes. We did need more Adam's family content. <laughs> yeah. Um, Jenna Ortega as Wednesday is perfection. Just Legit, perfection. For sure. I have mixed feelings on the rest of the Adam's family. Um, 
especially Fred Armisen as Uncle Fester was painful. <laughs> Just no. <laughs> I haven't gotten there yet. I've not seen. I mean, I like Fred Armisen, but I've not gotten to that. I've watched two. Um, and my yeah, wife, Binge, you watched, you know, yeah, my one. wife, Binge, yeah. loved it. And she will said, she said she would watch the rest with me. So, um, yeah. Okay. So I'm not sure when well, Fred Armisen shows up. I know he does though. Later in the series. Um, he only has, I think one or two episodes. <laughs> I just couldn't, <laughs> but the rest of the series was brilliant. I loved that. It, I also love the school, the whole world of the school. Um, I remember someone describing it as kind of like, so it's the Adams family, but it's more Hogwarts meets Monster High meets kind of Nancy Drew. And that's a really good way to describe it. It's really fun. And it seems like season two, we're going to get more of, more of the rest of the family because season one was so Wednesday focused, but the mystery was fantastic. They Didn't they do that in the second 90s film, and again, I know they're not interconnected. I know Christina Ricci as an actress is back. She plays a character, but didn't they do like a family reunion in the second? Because it was Adam's family values, and they brought in like a bunch of their weird relatives. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That'd be cool. Yeah. yeah Wednesday went to that. camp, and they brought back some of those elements by they had what Pilgrim World oh. here versus the Pilgrims in the movie. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. No, that's awesome. Yeah. So, um, yeah. Had nods like in the first episode when her love interest tells her she's kooky and she's like i like i prefer spooky yeah <laughs> and this, the, the uh, snap twice element too yeah that was pretty cool yeah i like it I, I really do like it it is it does feel it's its own thing tim burton directs it uh the the guys behind smallville are, are executive producing it which is kind of interesting because they knew know how to manage like mm -hmm. teens and a longer story and yes. i do like the mystery that's the, the the thing to solve is kind of nice. So it's it's a good mix of Harry Potter and all those things. So I think I can see why it's it's very popular. It's like the like the number one thing on Netflix right now, higher than Stranger yep. Things at this point because I think it's a broader what's well, a broader audience. Stranger Things is not for everybody because of you know the gore or some of those things. So yeah, this is like all time. ages, which means you can double or triple your audience potentially. Yeah, big time. Yeah. Yeah, we will go back. We've gotten caught up in, you know, the thing I'm going to talk about, but I think eventually we'll circle. So, and watching that, there's a second season of that that show about the, and it's on HBO Max, the, the, about the Nexium cult, the guy who was the, the crazy wow. cult sex leader guy. The one? Oh, my God. Speaking of Smallville. Oh, yeah. Oh, Chloe, no, well, and, don't go in there. Yeah, and Chloe and, and poor Callie from BSG, who the two of them ended up getting married as a marriage scam related to this. And, oh, I didn't even yeah. want to talk about that. Wow, it. it's everybody. Yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. No, it's terrible. Oh, oh my goodness! My goodness. Yes. That Nexium cult thing is real. It's actually really sad because sad. They, absolutely they preyed on the insecurities of so many people. Like, yes, they're actresses in Hollywood, but Hollywood makes their actresses very insecure. Right. Yeah. Because what they do is so transitory. You got to look a certain way, talk a certain way, whatever it is. So, yeah, and of course, preying on insecurities is what is how cult leaders do what they that's cult leader 101 that that's how you get big and powerful it's, so. it's from what i from um, what I understood like they actually had a, a sound business and then the the leader guy just decided to go ape shit crazy and wanted to have sex with everybody it's like if, well, yeah, if he that, had not gone down that, that path that would have been a successful business yeah. yeah that's really what the second season is about not that we're going to be talking about this but that's what the second season is about is that it's from the perspective of nancy who is the woman who was yeah. uh, 
who ran the business part of it. And it sounded like what she was doing was pretty legit. But then he's like, but I want to have sex with everybody and have slaves and brand them. Including just, your daughter, Nancy. <laughs> oh, my. Yes, I know. It's so weird. Yeah. Once, oh once you go God. down that it's, path, there's it's time to leave. Yeah, exactly. Oh, my God. So anyway. All right. Well, that was fun. But to talk about something was that's it? disturbing okay. and different. It, uh, it was fun and fun so for much us, the not fact for the cult. It was fun and so much the fact that it's not fun. But something that was not fun for the people in the story was a movie that we went to go see this week, or it was maybe it was the end of last week. It was The Menu. Todd, we, we talked about this one. You're pretty excited about it. We were talking about the fall movie preview. Yes. Did you go see it? I will be seeing it next week because I chose one movie to see, and I'll talk about that one. Oh, I hear you. Cool. Well, and again, I'm going I'm to keep it totally spoiler free. Um, but this this movie stars the magnificent Anya Taylor-Joy. Todd and I are very big fans of hers. Uh, she's amazing. I mean, she's beautiful and she's a great actress and she has, she has a lot of range, I think, for sure. But she plays a woman of somewhat mysterious disposition who is, uh, you know, taking a boat ride with a gentleman who is a who is an extreme foodie to this this weird restaurant that's on an offshore island where this master chef who's played by oh, uh, Voldemort. It, yes, exactly. Played by Voldemort uh, and, and a cast of. Other people who are joining them for this, who just all, they all pretty much just feel like assholes. You don't even need to learn much about them. Um, But yeah, it's a multi-course meal, but it's not hard for uh, our, our, you know, our heroine, Anya Taylor-Joy, to quickly figure out that something is not exactly above board with this. So uh, things go right pretty quickly. um, And it's just, it was not it was you know what it was it was not predictable in any way shape or form to figure out kind of the way things were going very interesting flick and uh, you know at the conclusion of it i'm not going to tell you the conclusion of it i think it's worth seeing um not really filled with a lot of gore it's not a horror okay. movie i was gonna ask you about that yeah yeah i would say it's more of a suspense film yeah. there's there's a little blood here and there but it's not it's not a bloody slash turn into film, a soft film yeah, it was not running around, you know, you know, cutting people's throats and stuff. But there is some blood, but there's not a lot of gore. Do they find, more, do they find 101 ways to cook humans? They 100% do not cook humans How in this. I'll give man. you that spoiler. That's what I was worried How about. What's on the man. menu? You are on the menu. It, 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 this is not Soylent Green, the adapted uh, screenplay. Right. No, but, Charlie, you yeah, can't spell I, menu without you. Yes. <laughs> well, but anyway, I, I like psychological thrillers, but I don't mm-hmm. like gory horror movies. So that's yeah. a nice distinction. Sorry. Yeah. I, it's, so anyway, I think you'll enjoy it, uh, Todd, for sure. Because I, I know can't t- wait. Tuesday I'm a foodie. So yeah, yeah, it's right in my wheelhouse. So I'll go see it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Exactly. So, we had Nicholas Holt is the young man she travels with, and doesn't end up being su- doesn't end up being such a great guy. But uh, that that's easy to figure out in the first five minutes um, that he's not a great guy. So, anyway, yeah, I would I would recommend it. And then uh, transitioning from people food to people as food, uh, we have been binging, and I've been kind of given a second chance to uh, Fear the Walking Dead, which is the spinoff of. The Walking Dead, which just wrapped up a couple of weeks ago with its series finale. This was a show that came on back in 2015. And Todd, you were were like, ah, you know what? It looks like it's, it just looks like it's leather, rinse, and repeat. It's another group of people doing blah, blah, blah. Doesn't appear to be any different. And I'm like, I'll still give it a ride because I love the original show so much. But I, too, kind of flagged on it. I think I watched... The first season was six episodes, and the second was a little more fleshed out in 14 or 15. 
and it, 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 you're right. It just kind of turned out like, oh, all the people are bad. Nobody's trying. Everybody's just trying to survive. Nobody's trying to accomplish anything except for screw people over. And I kind of lost interest. And, and, and April stopped watching it too. And some years went by, and I was away for work. I think it was probably last year when I was away for work for a protracted period of time. She started watching it without me. And she said, you know, it's worth coming back to. I think you would like to watch it. The, the show goes in different directions because starts out in LA and, and they go into Mexico, they come back to California, but then the bulk of it takes place Texas, Oklahoma as the show goes on. So you have a totally different setting, but what you're finding is that the, it sheds most all of the original cast, which some, you know, you had the, you had the drug addict son, they get rid of him. You have the daughter who seems very milk toast, who stays on the show and she becomes an absolute badass. You have the shady um, con man character who kind of tra- transmogrifies. He's bad. He's good. He becomes bad again. Um, and, and a lot of new characters who end up sticking around and, and some surprising deaths and some surprising twists and turns. Characters from the main show, Morgan, who's Lenny James, comes on as a main character. Dwight, who's a character from the original show, comes on. Um, and I'm really hooked. So we're on season five or six, and I think season seven is the most recent, so it's over on AMC, but everything else is on Hulu. And then season eight starts in the new year. So I'm impressed. I think they managed to do pretty well doing different stuff and it's actually really surprised me um that it's it's actually really critically lauded the critics really it's high and it's in the 70s and the 80s on rt which i was surprised about so um yeah so i was i'm pleasantly surprised by how the show turned out to be something a little bit better or something a little bit different than just like everybody's bad and we killed this group of bad guys and things were okay for a while and here comes another group of bad guys instead of you find that our group Instead of just killing whoever they come behind, they're trying to help people and they're doing food drops and they're doing this and that. And so they kind of become the UNICEF of the apocalypse, you know, dropping pennies from an airplane, which I never understood how that helped anybody. But whatever. But I enjoyed the show. I'm confused about the pennies now. Um, You're right. So I'm I'm thinking part of the the thing with the whole. We were inundated by the amount of zombie content we got. I think that it, led into yeah. to my fatigue on zombies. I'm like, and it always comes like the zombies aren't so the monsters. Bad. We're the monsters. Like after a while, I was like, Oh yeah, it's going to be that again. Oh God, people are going to be bad. Yeah. And it's like the zombies will in like, after a while, I was like, are there any zombies here anymore? We're just dealing with dirtbag people. And it's just like, I, you know, right. That's, that's going to be interesting to see. Uh, if, if, cause you're, I mean, fear the walking dead will not last forever either. And then you're getting these spinoffs. So it's just, it's like, we're making like 20 years of walking dead eventually is what you're going to be at. That's a long time right. for anything to last. So I'm, I'm, you know what? Obviously they still find merit to keep it around. Uh, right. We, somebody's, yeah, somebody's watching it. Well, yeah. Of course. Exactly. AMC so. needs that because essentially <clears throat> they are reiterating to feel like if they can exist on streaming, because apparently when they went to streaming, it went all in on that, their revenue dropped precipitously. So um, right. Their ad, right. Yes. No, nobody's watching the ads. They're not getting, they're not getting that, yeah. that ad revenue kickback. So, yeah. So anyway, I dug it. Uh, I, you know, and Todd, I know you dropped off the original. Yeah. Most people I said, yeah, you know, after Rick left the show, I just didn't care anymore. The original show, but Kelly, have you ever dabbled in the walking dead at all? <clears throat> not a lot. Um, yeah, I got pretty burnt out on zombies pretty quickly. Like, but I did get the chance to be friends on Tiago Cirillo when. Oh, I, that's right. 
Yeah, a few months ago, he was at SoCon, which I was a cosplay guest at. So nice. Yeah. Super, super decent guy. If you ever get the chance to meet him, I highly recommend it. But yeah, I got to say, zombies are not my favorite. Right. Right. Well, I mean, you know, it, it gets a little monotonous of all they are. Or, you know, a zombie movie, like, we got to find the cure. We got to. The, the show's not about that. Just, people are trying to live, and it's a matter of are we trying to to live and better ourselves? Or are we just trying, you know, it's not enough to survive. It became a theme in the original show. And I think oh, yeah. it I've out. heard all yeah. good things about it. Like, yeah. I've always meant to watch it, but. Yeah. Someday, I mean, the good news, that original show all lives on Netflix. This is on Hulu. It'll always yep. be around in some fashion. Yep. So, but, well, uh, but yeah, all right. So that's me. So, Todd, um, what do you got for us? You saw a movie too. You're, I, you're a one I movie. Did. I'm just hoping 2020 <laughs> is the year that is the decade of mummies. It's all about the mummies, yes. curds of mummies. Mummies, yeah. so many mummies. <clears throat> it's an Egyptian Renaissance. Uh, yes, I, I saw Violent Night and wow. I love this film, and this is not a horror film whatsoever. This is Die Hard, Santa Claus. This is exactly yeah. what it is. It really lo- does look good. Yeah, it's it's exactly what it is. Uh, you've got, and I'm not going to go into much worse, but essentially, you see in the trailers, Santa Claus played 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 by David Harbor is a little bit jaded, and he kind of feels like, and it's it's kind of funny how they show he's jaded and what he goes through. I it's it's definitely an R-rated movie because of violence. I mean, they don't, but the, their unique take on where yeah. Santa came from and where he's at. In his different abilities is a lot of fun. Uh, John Leguizamo plays the big bad, um, and man, oh man, Charlie, I know you. When you see it, this first thing you'll say is, "Bever D'Angelo, oh my god, she looks horrible." Because <laughs> that is your thing. Yes, she is it, is. is it yeah? Is it a horror movie for that reason? Because of her, she's had a lot of plastic surgery. Yeah. She needs she needed yeah. to find Jane Jane Fonda's plastic surgeon versus the cat lady's right. <laughs> plastic surgeon, but she's in this and, uh, and she, she was pretty good. Um, I like the movie. Um, I, like I said, I, I was pleasantly surprised and it made me feel like this could be a lot of people's die hard type of movie where it's kind of more of an adult celebration. I like die hard. I don't love it. And I'm not like, Oh, it's a Christmas movie. It's like, it is what it is. It's, it's die hard. It's a great movie. Um, but this one, I liked it because it truly is a Christmas movie. It just doesn't happen at Christmas, which you can have, you can't say a movie happens at Christmas. It's a Christmas movie. It has to have <laughs> Santa Claus has to have something versus just shooting mm-hmm. terrorists and, you know, saying that, but I, I really liked it. I don't want to go too much into it, but I think this movie had a very low budget, like $20 million and it's already going to make oh, like, yeah. like 12 or 13. It's going to make his money back. And I thought David Harbour was fantastic. That's really all I need to say, but yeah. there are moments I'm like, Ooh, yeah, some good kills. There were some, some lots there, of good kills and yeah, some good scores. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, nice. and some, some some good moments. So I really enjoyed it. Um, so check out Violent Night. I don't think you'll be disappointed if you know what you're going into. Um, don't take your kids. <laughs> don't take your kids. It's not necessary. Exactly. All right. Why is Santa doing that? Exactly. Why, Why is Santa Claus doing that? Yeah. Um, is, is, that, is, is, that, is that raspberry jam coming out of that man that Santa stabbed? Uh, exactly. Yeah. Yes, it is. Um, yes, it is. Yeah. So it, it's definitely, def, definitely, it's a, it's a good palate cleanser when you're getting like all the Hallmark movies and everything. This one definitely stands out. I, I really enjoy <laughs> it. Oh, well. Um, with that, uh, I will, oh, I will say one thing I'm geeking out about is they are making a parody of uh the grinch who stole christmas it's like the 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 winnie the pooh blood and honey thing it's called the mean one because they can't (laughs) use the grinch it looks absolutely horrible but 
they're making. Oh my so God. if you want something else to watch, and it's apparently coming to theaters, so I don't know. But that was like horrible oh. in a good way. I don't oh, know. Good. I don't know. Goodly horrible. The, 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 the verdict is out in that because you do not see the Grinch like creature say anything at all. So maybe oh, that's boy. a precursor. Word. But but oh, check out no. the trailer at least, because I think you'll be like pleasantly unsurprised so um but i was geeking out about that i'm like oh my god uh oh well Unple- un- unpleasantly unsurprised exactly. oh my goodness yeah so that is it for the geek easy now it's time for us to check in with our 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 favorite empress of the mutants that's tina and she's waiting for us in the thunderdome welcome to another edition of Thank you, Tina. We're sitting in Thunderdome where the mutants have been gathered for a topic or a game to be entertained. And this week, we're once again continuing into the holidays for the whole month of December. It's Geekmas, folks. If you don't celebrate Geekmas, there's Geeka, Geekaka, there's Geekwanza, Geekanza. There's, you know, Festivus for the geeks of us. Um, anyway, you want to spin it. But I'm sure you can celebrate the holidays, uh, whatever holidays you celebrate. But this one is going to be all about the Mount Rushmore of holiday icons. Um, We're talking about the characters of the holidays, the songs of the holidays, movies, TV, even objects. If you like, uh, you know, a certain food or something that when you see it, it makes you think of the holidays. So we're going to do a round robin. We'll do our first pick, the second pick, third pick, and fourth pick. We'll just go around robin and see where each of us land. And then we'll recap it for everyone at the end. And then when you're done listening to this, let us know what your Mount Rushmore holiday looks like. So with that, we'll start with our guests, Kelly. Mount Rushmore, it's iconic. It makes you think of like things that stand for something. They're etched in stone. It's forever. You can never change your mind. These are going to be in set forever, so no pressure. Chiseled, chiseled in. All right, Santa. Santa, all right. Who's going to mess with Santa? Is, now, is he the Violent Night Santa from Todd's movie? That's which, which, okay. Yes, he might be. Which, he might be. So which, yeah, which, which Santa uh, of the Santa Clauses, the Saint Nick, the Cinder Claus, all those different versions, Papa Noel. Um, <laughs> Kramp- I'm going to go with Krampus. Bruce Campbell's Santa from The Librarians. And if you've never seen that version, do yourself Ooh. a favor and watch so it. So I watched because... like the movie of The Librarians and I watched a couple episodes of the TV show. I did not know he was on that. Oh, wow. He was he was in an early episode as Santa Claus. And actually, that's kind of cheating because his Santa Claus, um, something happens to him and he switches between Santa personas, including um I think Odin. Oh. Because oh, Santa Lord. has it is a really good episode. Oh, okay. Also, yeah. That's a good that's a, we'll have to revisit that, Trey. Like we'll do like top no. top holiday tv episodes or something like holiday specials right. that could be it's fun. a good episode okay. yep but or, yeah, yeah. there's campbell santa claus like wow that's okay. santa perfect <laughs> yeah santa's cool all right i'll go um one one thing that gets i don't know how you would chisel this on mount rushmore but you'd figure it out um i am a fan of the timeless expression it's not the holidays until you see hans gruber falling off in nakatomi plaza <laughs> that's right april and i uh kicked off holiday season last night by watching the first two movies that we typically watch and they're kind of conjoined because they share a star that would be the late Alan Rickman. We watched Love Actually and then we watched Die Hard, which we finished up this morning. So yes, as he plummets from that window after, after you know, hanging on to Bonnie Bedelia's wrist and, and, and you know, 
our hero loosens the the Rolex watch and he falls to his death. So that's well, that's that's Christmas to me. Well, you watched him in the right order because he got his just desserts for what he did to Emma. Yeah, you're right. That's yeah. <laughs> that's, that's spoilers. I've not villain. seen the movie. Oh, neither. Oh, 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 oh no, that's it's right. Todd. Todd is very proud that he's like, I, I started it. I'm like, okay, I'm not feeling it yet. I'll, I'll try to watch it. It's yeah. To be honest, you're not. Love Actually is overrated. That's my. I, that's my hot take. I have to disagree, and 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 April and I love it, but the the, the reason it stands the test of time for me is that that was my first date with my ex wife, who is. Really not a very nice person. So the fact that that movie endures with me, that I can enjoy it 20 years later and still watch it and find value in it and the love of Christmas and blah, blah, and all the stuff going on in that movie, I think that speaks volumes to me personally. Is it really a Christmas movie, though, or does it take place at Christmas? Totally. It's to... Cause yes, because I, I, I yeah. hate like, it just because it takes place at Christmas. If it's like, and they're no. killing people, I want Santa Claus to be involved. I want re- reindeer. I want Christmas music. Is there any of that in it? Or is it just like Christmas I is don't, the time of the season? don't kill anyone in, lo- in love, actually. What? Well, no, no, no. I know. Yeah, I know I no, I'm just like, it's like, like I said, if it, like Die Hard. There's, there's not a lot of actual Christmas happening. It's a Christmas party in the background, but it's like, uh, yeah, I know. I, 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 don't, I, I know. I think if something is set at Christmas, it makes it a Christmas movie. I mean, but that's that's certainly a, a matter for a protracted debate so, as people have. So I want to refine this okay. then, Charlie. So is it Die Hard the whole movie or is it a part of Die Hard? Is it Hans Gruber? Well, I, I, I think the, the Hans Gruber falling out of. The is it the Nakatomi is, 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 Plaza? <laughs> we need to put something sure, on there. there. We just have a DVD case. <laughs> yeah, just a picture. Of, I would say it's the Nakatomi Plaza. Yeah, I would say it would be Hans. Hans no, go with Hans Gruber. Hans, Hans Gruber. Gruber. Okay, good deal. Because yeah, because so we're gonna have Bruce Campbell with a Santa Santa hat. We're gonna have Hans Gruber. Hans Gruber. Yep. Uh, with with a mistletoe <laughs> necklace. Um, yeah. Okay, I'm, I'm getting these down. So yeah, because we want to make All right, cool. do Hans Gruber falling out. <laughs> right, like it could Hans be just Gruber him going. Night. Yeah, right. And, uh, but it's still him. It's like the whole it's Mount Rushmore. Face. Then, so you got like the Nakatomi Plaza, and then you've got like it's just the whole mountain. <laughs> yep. Yep. Right. It's a dire. Man, it's a di- it's diorama. We're making this hard for the uh, the sculptor. Wow. Oh boy, yeah. I know. Well, that you know, and he he knew what he he knew what he signed up for. I don't he think knew what he, he did. Up for. I don't think he did. He he, he, <laughs> oh he didn't look at the contract. Mm, that's smart. <laughs> exactly. There's not a lot of work for like mountain sculptors these days, though. No. Um, um, okay. So I'm going to go with eggnog. It's you only have it during the holiday season. It is there's you don't break out the eggnog in July. You just don't. It is. <laughs> you can spike it. It's festive. You can yes. juice it up as much as you want. You've got eggnog coffee creamers. It's It's like this pumpkin spice of Christmas. I love right. eggnog. Some people despise it, but to me, um, I love it. So what it's going to be, though, uh, on the Mount Rushmore, it's going to be the Wally World uh, glass uh, eggnog. Oh, with the, the, the moose. That's right. The moose? Yeah, yeah there yeah. you go. Yeah, I, you know, I love eggnog, too, but it's it's like drinking pure lard. There's no doubt it about is. it. And you, like, you can do it with, like, almond milk eggnog. It's not the same. <laughs> Yeah, right. Well, we do almond milk in the protein shakes we drink, but yeah, it's it's never the same as having a big old big old glob of, of liquid lard. Mm, yeah, and it's it's a, proved to be alcoholic. If you if you I mean it's not it, the holidays if you don't gain ten pounds. 
Uh, yeah. Yeah, that's pretty much true. <laughs> but hopefully, but that's why everybody goes to the gym in January, right? That's so, why you got to sell yogurt and fiber in January. Yeah, <laughs> yeah right. Yeah. All right, round two. Uh, Kelly, what you got? Or what you got? I'm going to go with a candy cane. All right. Make it easy. Um, I will say this. There is a great scene of a candy cane in Violent Night, and that's all I'll say. Oh, <laughs> it's like it's like the icicle in Die Hard Two, which could be another Christmas. That's movie, a, that's the, that's got their <laughs> yes, and live high, hard or die free. It happens in July, but it's a Christmas movie. <laughs> it's a it's a it's a Fourth of July it's movie. Christmas in July. <laughs> Oh my yes. gosh. Uh, so yes, that is the perfect killing weapon is the icicle. As we saw in the comic book cover, he's killing a shark with a can- with an icicle. So there you go. So candy cane. <laughs> Under, underwater. So, so Kelly, are you like a true blue? Like it's got to be peppermint. It's red and white striped. Or are you like, no, I want the green and blue one that tastes like fru- Trudy Fruity. <laughs> Trudy Fruity. Uh, so I really like the peppermint ones, especially if you put them in... Hot chocolate mm. spiked with peppermint schnapps. Oh, yeah. Nice. <laughs> there you go. There's an really eye opener good, for you. But I, I do love the cherry ones, too, that are, like, colorful. But so if we're talking Christmas, it has to be peppermint. Perfect. It has nice. to be red and white striped peppermint. That says Christmas. Oh. So Excellent. Excellent. Okay, Charlie. Round two. All right. Well, you know, we're keeping it violent uh, over <laughs> on Charlie's uh, Mount Rushmore. That would be the... Red Rider carbine BB gun from the Christmas story. Just Go shoot your eye out. You got it. Exactly right. Yes, the 1983's Christmas classic, the Chris a Christmas story, starring uh, Peter Billingsley and our Scut Scud Scut Scut Farkas is the villain who does not get shot by a BB gun, but boy, he deserved <laughs> it. Good pick. Good pick. You can defend your family with the BB gun, like. There you like go. He does. Yes, you can. Right, exactly. From uh, Black Bart invading his backyard. <laughs> Absolutely. Okay, I'm going with the Charlie Brown Christmas tree. Oh, it's very I, yes. I have one. one. I have one on the mantle over my fireplace. Just I just set it up today. Little little the tree itself, and then we have a little little Hallmark ornament with four of the characters and that tree. So I have two of them. One of them's just very small. <clears throat> Very, very nice. Okay, round three. Kelly. All right. I'm going to go with Rudolph. Aw. Aw. I know. I know. I'm keeping it wholesome. <laughs> that's good because that's, you know, that's just, that's not just, just not Mine right. Mine is like now. the anti Charlie. <laughs> yeah, it's exactly. It's matter versus anti matter. So the stop motion, uh, Rankin Bass. Yeah. Right, um, the class. Yeah, that, absolutely, that's the only one that matters. With that weird right. little elf, Hermie. <laughs> Hermie, I want to be a dentist, man. Wasn't that what he said? Cornelius, I don't know. I that the, 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 the child predator who licks his pick. <laughs> oh, my God. oh, oh, God! Todd has just ruined a Christmas. For I all didn't of us. say Thank that, did I? Oh, <laughs> I apologize. <laughs> oh my God. It's not good. All right. I love it. I love Rudolph. I love those specials. They never get old. Um, they're yeah. so good. Exactly. And they're all never buy them during Christmas because they're always like $35 versus when you could buy them in like July, they're like $2. Yep. All right, Charlie, pick three. My goodness. Uh, pick number three, I'm going to say uh, Frank Cross 
from Scrooged. Mm. The the ultimate yes. expression of uh, the Christmas Carol uh, done from the hardened heart of a terrible TV executive who finds the true meaning of Christmas by getting repeatedly beaten up by Carol Kane and uh, Buster Poindexter of the New York Dolls and whatever CGI thing they made the Ghost of Christmas Future. That was a great flick. I remember seeing that. It came out in 1988. So I was just a, I was just a, a preteen, probably, but you know, we watched whatever back in the eighties. Not a great movie for kids, but uh, but it had a nice wholesome message. I loved it. So yes, the ultimate, the guy whose heart grew through three sizes too big, he had an arrhythmia. I guess. Oh, very nice. <laughs> very nice. Oh my goodness. Uh, well, I'm going to go for. Um, uh, it's not that 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 different, but I'm going with Elf. Will Ferrell as buddy just yes. just a modern classic you know this movie I, I watched the movies that made us they did elf and how they came across the oh, idea yeah. and to me it's just one of those things like it's just a great movie i love it it makes my heart and then will ferrell just embraced that role so heartily um they're actually doing a um is it uh hello fresh they're doing a elf spaghetti meal kit <laughs> Oh, yeah. the, the cereal and the M&M's. No. Oh, my God. Oh, God. Oh, you'll, have no, you'll, have, you'll have no teeth at the end. And, oh, yeah. my and God. Fun fact, before that movie, I didn't think narwhals were real. Didn't know they were real. Oh, I, I thought they were midget, magical, I, mystical creatures. I think they still it, aren't. I think it was animated. Like so just, place. It's like they, that line in The Good Place. They're real to me, too, Eleanor. Exactly. <laughs> oh, my God. Hey, buddy. <laughs> oh, my Hey, hey, Narwhal. <laughs> hey, Mr. Narwhal. Oh, my oh, God. <laughs> Love <that. laughs> and my son loves Narwhal. So it's like, it's all these things come together. Just, just love it. All That's right. Awesome. Okay. The final place on Mount Rushmore. Uh, there's still a little space there, Kelly. So choose wisely. All right. I'm going to go with Kermit as Bob Cratchit. Aww. Aww. <laughs> I really got great awesome. Like, I... I <laughs> oh, you, you can't wait to hear my last one because it's going to be I, I, any I different. <laughs> All That's right. Awesome. So let's see. We've got like, so you ended up with um, Kelly, Santa Claus, Candy Cane, mm-hmm. Rudolph, and Kermit. So you have one human and two animals and one food item. Very good. Charlie, what's your fourth? Oh, I'm going to bring it down. It's going to come down like a effing anvil. Uh, my last one is also a Santa Claus, but it's Billy Bob Thornton's oh, character from Bad Santa. No. <laughs> oh, that one is on our list. And I think, I don't know if if I had seen the whole thing or whatever it is, but when, when April and I got together, we've been together for, for, ten, for nine Christmases now. Um, this was one that she's like, I love this. It's on our list. That movie, he's so, he's just so repugnant. You know, was, so gross. he's sitting there eating his lunch as Santa and he just like, he's disheveled. There's some shit all over his, he's like, you know, little Billy, you want to tell Santa what you, what you want for Christmas? And he's eating, so he's like, lady, I'm on my break. <laughs> Okay, but Bruce Campbell's Santa Claus could beat the shit out probably. of him. Probably. I don't, Billy yeah. Bob Thornton's probably not in, the, in fighting shit. I've never seen the Billy movie. Bobby, I've never seen the movie, he, but I've heard it's oh, very good. Oh, dude. Oh, my God. You know what? You there, you know, Christmas assignment for Todd, Bad Santa. Uh, it's easy to find. I think it's on Netflix. A little chaser Watch of uh, <laughs> Bad Santa and Love Actually. 
in my life would be. Oh yes, there you go. Bring them together. Oh, there you go. Oh my gosh. I would actually be curious to hear your thoughts if you watch. Yeah, the the compare contrast. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you know, they're not having specials on ABC for Bad Santa for some reason. I don't know why. Yeah, they didn't make it out of the, doesn't make it out of the Hallmark Channel by extension. Apparently the, not. Uh, what's her face? No. Candace Cameron Bure doesn't really care for that kind not of so shit. much. <laughs> Apparently not. Well, she's no longer on the Hallmark Channel because the Hallmark Channel was um, <laughs> she's too aggressive ex- for she, her. Yeah, she's too extreme for the Hallmark Channel. Oh Ooh, Ooh, that's going out spicy. there. Oh, my spicy. God. Yeah, I know. And, you know, so I'm going to bring this together. Um uh, it's it's kind of a theme here. Um, I've got Scrooge McDuck as Scrooge in Mickey's Christmas Carol. It's one of my favorite Christmas uh, specials of all Such time. I love it. Nice. But yeah, Scrooge, I mean, kind of perfect casting, right? Scrooge, Scrooge McDuck. I'm assuming yeah. that's how why he was Scrooge McDuck, but still, it's perfect. I love it. Makes me feel sad every time I watch it, and then it makes me feel redeemed. So great holiday special scrooge mcduck um so disney probably owns this because they own kermit um i don't know if they own bill murray or bad santa um (laughs) so disney may try (laughs) we might have to like change it up like it's scrooge mcduck e or something (laughs) kermitty i don't know something we'll we'll change it up until we don't get sued yeah so there we go um we've got uh i'll go through these again so we've got santa claus bruce campbell Kane Kane, Rudolph, and Kermit as Bob Cratchit for Kelly. Charlie has Die Hard, Hans Gruber falling down the Nakatomi uh, Plaza. Red Rider, BB Gun, Scrooged, played by Bill Murray. Bad Santa, played by Billy Bob Thornton. I've got Eggnog (laughs) in the uh, Wally World uh, Eggnog, Glass Eggnog Cup. I've got Charlie Brown's Christmas Tree, Buddy the Elf, and Scrooge McDuck. Scroff McDuck, yes. as you hit right in the show notes. Mm, Scroff. Scrooge McMallard. There you go. <laughs> McMallard. There you go. All right. That'll save us. Well, very good. Uh, you know, maybe we get somebody to like mock these up if somebody's an artist and wants to make these up for us. Ooh. Let us know. Yeah. Add us over on Twitter. Let us know if you're if you're up for a little project. That'd be fine. I'd see the see Hans Hans Gruber and and Billy Bob's Bad Santa. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, so so let us know your picks, folks. When you're done listening to this episode, let us know yours. We always love to hear what your takes are on that. Yes. Oh my goodness, good stuff. And uh, with that, Todd, we're starting to wrap up the program. Uh, Kelly, ooh, it was so good to have you back. The words "man trap" barely got spoken, uh, <laughs> but uh, I know that you have something something awesome to talk to us about. So, by all means, yes, I do. So next month, I'm going to be um, running a virtual convention that is free to attend. It's going to be on YouTube, Facebook, possibly Twitter. We're still working out the details on that. So it is called the Multiverse Fundraiser, and you can find more details at www.themultiversefundraiser.com. And it is a virtual convention. It's also a charity fundraiser. Every year we choose a different charity to benefit. So this year is the John Ritter Foundation for Aortic Health. And the reason the John Ritter Foundation was established is because when John Ritter passed away, he was misdiagnosed as having a heart attack when what he really had was an aortic dissection. And sadly, that's what killed him. So his wife, Amy Yazbeck, established this foundation to really spread awareness and fund 
research into this condition. And so Amy is one of our celebrity guests. Oh, great. Yeah. We also have Armin Shimmerman. Quirk. <laughs> yep. Um, Beth Broderick from Sabrina the Teenage Witch. Oh, nice. I'm really excited about that. Uh, Cress Williams from Black Lightning. Guy Gilchrist, who, um, speaking of the Muppets, <laughs> is a cartoon or you know cartoonist, basically known as Jim Henson's cartoonist. So he done a lot more than the Muppets, but yeah, just very talented. Uh, Jason Bear, best known for Roswell. Victor Garber, if you don't know who Victor Garber is, he's been in so many things. Um, speaking of James Cameron, Titanic. He's been in Titanic, but um, also been on Legends of Tomorrow. He's been in Alias. We have William Catt of The Greatest American Hero. Ooh. Yeah. Amy Carrero, who is the voice of She-Ra in the Netflix version, the newer version. Brian Hull, who has lent his voice to a lot of Disney Parks projects, a lot of um, a lot of things. Um, Jennifer Cody, who was Charlotte in The Princess and the Frog, and she's lent her voice to a lot of other projects. So we have a celebrity-packed lineup. Yeah, it's, it's a great lineup. Awesome. Yeah, really exciting. And then we'll also have some fan-run panels. A few of our shows on the Serial Box Network are going to be doing panels, including Cosplay Cafe, my show. And it's, again, all for a good cause. So anyone who donates gets entered into our sweepstakes to win a prize or win some prizes. So we've got some really cool prizes. So it's going to be a good time. It's January 20th through the 22nd. And I invite everyone to join us. Yeah, definitely. Absolutely. Yeah, we'll share we'll share links to that in our Twitter and all of our different um, yeah. places. And obviously, people listening to this podcast, please check it out. Um, and they'll, they'll they'll be in the show notes as well. So we'll just get that from you at the end, Kelly. Wonderful. Gotcha. Good deal. All right. And besides that, Kelly, where do people find you out there on the the interwebs? So best place is my website, which is kellygetner.com, K-E-L-L-Y-G-U-E-N-T-N-E-R. Otherwise, you know, if you look up Cosplay Cafe anywhere, look up Phoenix Sisters Cosplay, pretty much all of those. All the places to be found. And I, as always, can be found uh, over on Twitter at the C3. Just spell it out. Uh, my wife, April, and I do run the USS Grand Petoskey, which Kelly is now a member. Yeah. Uh, that is one of the biggest chapters of the International Star Trek Fan Club in the world. You can find us on a website uh, of that name um, and on socials kind of all across. Um, and otherwise, I'm spending time hanging out on our Secret Friends Unite Discord server, which is the fun place to be. Lots of great discussions and conversations happening in there. So if you're listening uh, to us and you're savvy to Discord, please look us up at that name. Very good. And you can find me at T Oxtra. Um, and that's where just it's my general opinions and just me having a good time uh, interacting with people and being silly. Um, by the way, I just posted a tweet and there was a mug that said hot toddy. Apparently it's true. The internet has a crush on me. So there you go. Check that out. Um, and then, uh, yeah, at Hive is, is a new social media site. Uh, they're having some issues right now because they're a startup. They're very lean. Uh, but I'm hoping that you come back because I think it's getting um, it, it's kind of getting the noise out of Twitter. But Twitter is still the best place to interact with people around the globe. So that's the best way to get a hold of me, right. most likely through DMs. Um, go to, you know, all our Secret Friends places, secretfriendsunite.com. Check out all of our content there. We've got our YouTube stuff. We've got um, a burgeoning thing. And then lastly, Discord. Check out 
our Discord group. Join us. It is growing. We have so many good conversations. One of my friends just said, this is so much better than other places I've been because people are helpful. They want to chat. They want to share things. And they just want to be around people that treat them well and aren't going to attack them. So that's really what we do in our right. Discord group. True. So definitely find us there. We're going to do some really cool things in Discord in the future. Yes, indeed. Cool. Good deal. Well, this has been a great time, Kelly. Thank you again for joining us. Okay. Thank you, everybody. Yes, you bet. Thank you, everybody, for listening. I'm going to tell you that sharing is caring and to keep on trucking. Be the hero, not the villain. In a truck. Ho, ho. Oh, no! <laughs> This podcast is part of the Secret Friends Unite podcasting network. Visit secretfriendsunite.com for more great shows, articles, news, reviews, and more. Secret Friends Unite podcasts are available on Apple, Google, Spotify, and other podcast services around the world. If you'd like to be part of the conversation, you can join us on Facebook or our new Discord server. Or follow at Secret Friends U on Twitter. Please subscribe to Secret Friends Unite on YouTube and visit our merch store at tpublic.com. Just search Secret Friends Unite. Thanks for listening.